Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Not Your Mama's News, presented by the Union of the Union Unknowns. Of the Unknowns. <laughs> exactly, uh, like what he said. Sorry. <laughs> I'm your host tonight, Keel Thor. With me are the Unknowns. She's a woman of high sophistication. Ashley, think, change, repeat. And Hello. There she is. And she's... A true Sheila from the land down under, Stella Q. Hello. We are both the definition of women. Yes, quite. Indeed. <laughs> On the Not Your Mama's News show, we, the Union of the Unknowns, uh, like to bring you high-quality news and information from around the world that showcases the clown world in which we live. Tonight... Uh, I'd like to start off with a uh, story about some horses from Stella. <laughs> How does that sound? Yes. I didn't want to share this link because it's um, it's a little bit graphic in the sense that nobody really wants to see a dead horse. But I'll tell you why these horses are dying. And this is not an Australian story. I thought I'd um, wander over the drink for a moment mm. into your territory. Uh, I just happened across this, actually. I don't, can't quite remember how I found it, but I, <clears throat> just totally by accident. So basically, I'll just read the article at first. It's the best way to explain it. The headline is, Why are all those racehorses dropping dead at Churchill Downs? Mm. Because, oh, you've heard about this? Okay, because since mm. April 29, they've been wearing powerful wireless monitors called Stride Safe. Okay, you haven't heard about this. I can tell by the face. Ride safe doesn't sound very safe to me. Oh, I know. Yeah, I saw a blip, Stella, but I'll tell you what I really thought it was, that they started vaccinating the horses. But I, I didn't read the article. Let me continue then. Yeah. The horses may be vaccinated too. We're looking into it, but these new high-tech gadgets, the sort of thing that thrills Bill Gates, are likely the main cause of death. This spring at Churchill Downs in Louisville, home of the world-famous Kentucky Derby, hosts uh, three meets every year, during which there are horse races four to five days a week. So it's fairly fairly uh, intense. Plus, of course, they've got their morning training. I'm just going to sort of shorten this a bit. Uh, so beginning on April 29th and in every race on every day thereafter, every horse was fitted with a wireless device shaped like an iPhone that fits into the cloth underneath the, sh uh, the saddle of the horses on the horse's back. Um, I mean, where else would you put a saddle? Silly thing. Horses also began wearing these devices this spring during morning workouts. It, it's worth reading all this bit. This stride safe device monitors the horses, the, sorry, the horses movements 2,400 times per second throughout the race, sending 2,400 pulses of radio frequency radiation, RF radiation, uh, every second through the body of the horse. Now listen to this. It also contains a GPS component that communicates with global positioning satellites. It also communicates with the RFID chip implanted in the left side of every horse's neck, ensuring that the chip also emits radiation throughout the race. And because every racehorse wears horseshoes made of aluminium, which is one of the best conductors, the frequencies that are conducted from both the stride safe device and the RFID chip through the horse's body are absorbed and re-radiated uh, by its four shoes. Mm. Each horse then carries not one, but six continuously radiating antennas throughout each race at Churchill Downs. So they've got the device, they've got the chip in their neck and their four feet. Okay. So with 14 horses normally competing in each race, there are 84 antennas among the animals, all in close proximity to one another, running around the track. Any comments before I continue? 84, is that one of your special numbers, Stella? Uh, it didn't strike me, no. Hmm. But okay. maybe it is. I'm not fully into numerology. What's 8 plus and 4? 12. And, and I did, and then, and I did want to share... One. Three. There you go. Well, that's true. Everything usually comes down to a three, six, or nine. Mm -hmm. 
gentleman skeptic is glad that it was um, apparently not <laughs> a not safe for work horse story that that's been making its rounds. So he was relieved by the dead horse story. That's dark, Tim. That's dark. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to talk later. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I shall continue. On April the 29th, 2023, horses racing at Churchill Downs began to die during races or suffer severe injuries during races that required euthanization. So many horses had died this spring that on June the 2nd, it was announced that the spring meet at the Downs would be suspended as of June the 10th. Officials at Churchill Downs are panicked because horse racing, uh, because horse racing there it doesn't make sense. It's probably an AI article. Horse racing there have died in much larger numbers in spring than ever before. So basically, they're losing a lot more horses. Um, officials have carefully inspected the track and every part of the racing grounds to make sure that there's no other, no sort of, you know, hazards. Uh, there's no reason for horses to be prone to injury or collapse, they've found. But they have the same blind spot as the rest of society they treat wireless devices and the radiation they admit as if it doesn't exist. Yeah, as no big deal. Yeah, it's like blatantly staring us in the face, isn't it? Yes. So you're saying whoever wrote this article or the, the team that put this out is investigating because they think that maybe mRNA injections could be a factor as well? Uh, there's some officials, there's some horse racing officials that are investigating um, just the track to sort of try to process of elimination basically so it's like oh it's not this and it's not that but they haven't quite got to the it's that yet <laughs> obviously yeah. uh so oh yeah i'll just uh continue here the horse named parents pride simply collapsed and died for no apparent reason during a race on april the 29th no drugs were found in her system and no poisons she was running normally before the race no abnormalities found in her in her heart brain or lungs um, so yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of, uh, a list of the awful injuries and what they had to do to the horses and what happened mm. to the horse, which I'm not going to read out cause it's just, yeah. it's yeah. really sad. It is sad. Um, but anyway, this here, it sort of comes back to New Zealand. Now there's a connection. We have known for decades that horses lives are shattered by radio waves. Hearings were held in Christchurch, New Zealand. Uh, and racehorse trainer Penny Hargrave spoke out in an interview published in 1998. An FM radio tower in uh, Orahui, ah, they're Maori names, they're hard to pronounce, um, had such devastating effects on her 90 horses that she was forced to relocate them to a different part of Canterbury. All her horses were affected, uh, some more than others, and two died. This is her description of what happened to them. They were very nervous and jumpy. They all seemed to have sore feet. Horses who had traveled by trailer for years were losing their balance while they were traveling. Uh, there were several hot spots around their yard that they found that the horses were very volatile and more susceptible and they were hurting themselves. Uh, she goes on to say, our valuable colt had serious health problems and walked as if his feet hurt. He could not bear to be shod. We had many vets look at him and try to solve his problems, but without any satisfactory answers. We finally turned him out in a paddock, which had a large hay, ba uh, hay barn and trees between him and the tower. Within a month, he had no problems. They put him back in his old yard. The problems returned. Whoa. There's an experiment. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. And I, I have been thinking about, um, you know, what does it do to us to have our cell phones around us? Like, I have a very bad habit. Sometimes I have trouble going to sleep with a chattery mind. So I'll have mm -hmm. my phone playing an audiobook for a while mm -hmm. before I fall yeah. asleep, but it's right beside my head. And then, you know, uh, Sir Tim was saying that this sounds similar to the theories that cell phones were pumping out enough radiation to cause tumors in the 90s. And I certainly don't doubt it. I really don't. Yeah, totally. I mean, usually when I sleep, I like to have my phone inside my mouth and I, I just As sleep with it up like that mm -hmm. and I can kind of look down and watch the videos because I, I can't hold it because <laughs> it, it drops when I fall asleep but if I keep it like that that's not good for your health skill am I the only one that does that it must yes. get quite wet you you need to put it in the microwave for a couple of minutes and just dry it out yeah <laughs> Toaster oven, I find, works better for those purposes. Hmm. 
So um, I'll just finish this last little bit off because there's a, there's a bit at the end which might be good for one of our listeners to hear. Uh, okay, so we had weekly problems. Oh, the blacksmith is talking here. Blacksmith gave evidence at the hearing on the effect of the radio waves on our horse's feet, which was quite handy. Uh, the aluminium conducts electricity and their feet had uh, changed shape and they had huge cracks where the nails went and were very sensitive inside, poor old things. Uh, we had weekly problems with infections that we'd never had before and our vet bills were horrendous. There's another side of it. Uh, nervous and jumpy racehorses with sore feet and lack of coordination exactly what had been happening at Churchill Downs during the spring meet this year. Last bit. When I learned what was happening at Churchill Downs this... <clears throat> okay, so this is... Um, I think this is the person that wrote... Oh, this is the lady that I said at the beginning. I can't go back at the moment, but I, whatever her name was. Um, when she learned what was happening at Churchill Downs this spring, she sent an email to Dr. Jennifer Durenberger suggesting to her that the stride safe devices which had been deployed at Churchill Downs for the safety of the horses were instead killing them. She has still not responded. Um, a veterinarian in the Director of Equine Safety and Welfare at the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority, or HISA, she has been leading a review of the records of the horses that died. So this is the bit for the audiences. If you are, or if anybody you know is, a veterinarian and you have had experience with horses and would like to help in some way, you can contact Arthur at cellphonetaskforce.org um, and get involved with maybe bringing some of your knowledge to the situation. Perhaps you've had the same thing. So I just wanted to point that out because that's yet, you know, that's pretty damning evidence in my books. I can't, you know, it would be a hell of a coincidence if there was something else going on, wouldn't it? What else could it be? You're muted. Yeah, oh, sorry. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, it it would make me think that that's definitely part of it. And then the other factor is if they were vaccinated, for sure. Because it's a whole yes. died suddenly mystery all over again, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And if, they're in, if they've been vaccinated, I wonder whether it's mRNA technology and all that sort of, or, you know, nanotechnology or what have you that they've got in those vaccines. Because if that's the case, it's quite possible that the 5G is actually magnifying things, you know, if yep. that's how it's supposed to work. But that's just a conspiracy, isn't it? Yeah, it's just something crazy conspiracy people say, Stella. Yeah. You mean a the headline from a year from now? That's the one. Yeah. Horseshoes, I'm quite prepared to stand in. <laughs> so that's sort of sad. I mean, it is very sad, actually. Oh, it's very um, sad. Yeah. Poor old horses. And the poor things, you know, having sore feet. I mean, they're on their feet all day. It's very rare for a horse to sit, lay down, you know, and if it does, yeah. you've generally got to be a bit worried about it, I think. So, yeah. I wonder, and what if they <clears throat> used, you know, iron? To make horseshoes like they used to back in the old days would that make a difference well that's what i thought i thought they were either iron or steel or something but now they're mm -hmm. saying aluminium which i guess for a horse a, a racehorse kind of makes sense because it's nice yeah. and light isn't it mm -hmm. but it'd be nice if they could use i don't know carbon fiber or something like that i wonder if they could yeah possibly yeah something and it's here, not metal and conductive the yeah. other thought that i had is that i would think i would hope that these owners of these horses would take this very seriously because they spend huge huge money on these horses for their oh, yeah. breeding their training all of that stuff it's a mm. huge industry race horse racing uh, unfortunately a lot of trainers do see their horses as purely a commodity but then you've got the other ones that are absolutely in love with them and you know do everything they possibly can and it's their life and what have you yeah so it depends um because but... i know a lot of a lot of horses like if you know once they start not winning and everything they just churned out the pasture or maybe to the you know pet food factory glue, glue factory mm. yeah yeah exactly yeah. gentlemen <clears throat> that's right i would that's think if you you're a wealthy person and you've sunk a huge amount of money into a stable of horses. You'd want to keep them as safe as possible, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> that just oh, makes no. yeah. good business sense. And Jen in the chat uh, over on Rumble. Hello, Jen. Hello, Drizzle. Hey, Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, Jen said, yes, metal horseshoes are much better. So that, that does make sense. Okay. Right, because um, I'm just wondering, like, I don't know enough about electricity and all that stuff to really know. Maybe there's someone out there that can help. 
the fact that the horses are shod with metal shoes, does that mean that they're grounded in the sense of that would make it all worse? Would that make the situation worse, like a circuit? Do you know that, Keel? Uh, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't think that would make any difference. I mean, you're, okay. unless sure. they're somehow able to, I mean, a, a, a horse's hoof is not conductive, so. Well, it is know. if it's got metal shoes on. Yeah, but even if it was metal underneath, unless the metal was up into the nerve or the fleshy part of the the foot, the bottom of the horse, I don't know if it would make any difference. <clears throat> you know? Mm. Yeah, so you're saying but, that like the hoof or the cuticle is, is not... The, yeah, the hoof itself is going to insulate against any electricity, I would think, but maybe not. Know, maybe the, the nails drilled up far enough or yeah. could conduct yeah. it up in there and maybe it's moist inside of a... A horse hoof. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like hard we to are say. Electric. Our bodies are electric. I mean, all mammal, all all bodies are all mm -hmm. organic bodies are electric. So, yeah. would that possibly, you know, if the nerves or the veins and things were close, would it would it conduct to the iron in the blood? You know, I don't know. Can if only we <laughs> had an expert here that could. Oh, if only tell us these things. A nurse and a electrician, preferably combined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brucey. Where's Bruce? Bruce need you. you. Need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> so, <clears throat> well, it. I guess watch this space. We'll see how quickly it gets all covered up. We'll see if something yeah. else comes out about it. Perhaps. Because yeah. sometimes people with money on subjects that they care about are a little less cooperative. Um, only if they're getting paid or benefit in some way um, out of sight to go along with the program. Do you see that? Uh, that? Do you see them not caring about very expensive assets, right? So yeah. I think it's possible that these people will try to address the issue. Now, even if they correct it, it's possible that the whole radiation issue will get covered up, though, because they don't want us knowing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, well, so, yeah. the stride safe people, you know, I don't know how big that company is. I probably should have looked into that, but... Who knows how much influence they might have on trainers and owners to, you know, bit of uh, right. bit of, bit of like quiet an, money. Yeah, like an AMA or a WHO or a CDC. Like, we don't know, but it's possible. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yes, that's a good go. question uh, by Sir Tim, gentleman skeptic. I also wonder if they did get popped with the mRNA, how that would affect the breeding champion lines. If I had to yeah. guess, I would say it would be extremely negatively Um I've seen some really sad stuff heard recently, um, a firsthand encounter about the effect that the stuff is having in humans. So in, in the exactly. birthing and, and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. If it's happening to humans, it's probably happening to animals as well, but if yeah. it's the same technology, I really don't know. I My guess is. would be that I mean, it is. Yeah. It, the, the technology for use in vaccines has been around for, several years now not just with during not just with covid but i mean they you know the i believe it goes back to the 90s when they really started investing in the kind of research the mrna research mm. and then they developed it into vaccines for animals and they've been using them for a while mm. but it wasn't yeah. until you know 2019 that they actually injected humans with it as far as we know yeah so when my little the dog, story goes yeah when my little dog was um quite sick. I did quite a bit of research about vaccines in animals, I, not to the ingredient extent because it was before 2020 and I wasn't awake to the ingredient sort of thing. I knew that they probably weren't that necessary. I was worried about the ingredients in the sense that she had pancreatitis and stuff and she had a fairly sensitive system and I, you know, but I didn't go into it fully. But what I did see was there was this, <laughs> this one vet that seemed to, I just sort of found him on the corner of the internet somewhere and he seemed to be quite uh, hard, no, I don't know. It, it seemed like he wasn't sort of being promoted or anything like, and, and I did actually write to him and, and he, he only told me the information that he actually absolutely had to tell me and he didn't want to sort of, so yeah, maybe, I don't know what his story was, but the information that I found on his website was basically that you really don't, unless you're in like a hot, a hot spot of rabies or something, you know, parvo, kennel cough, and, and this is not medical information for your animals. I'm just telling you what I read that uh, he was saying that 
annual injections are not necessary. It's more like a big pharma thing. So yes, it's way just over the top. Think about it, folks. Just do a little bit of research and reading yourselves and make some wise decisions. Yeah. So I want to chime in on that as well, because I have also done research because in the regular care of animals here in the States, my experience has been that they are always on top of that. You get reminders whenever Mm -hmm. it's your annual vaccine time, whatever. So, and they have a different schedules, um, you know, annually or with the rabies, it's like annually at first. And then I think the next time it is every three years, but Mm -hmm. I have also done some digging in that. So basically my understanding is that once an animal has been vaccinated against rabies, they should forevermore show titers showing immunity against rabies and you can have them tested for titers, right? However, that matters not to the vet nor the state. So -hmm. you may even have some vets that are like, okay, you know, we'll respect that, but the state doesn't care. So in an example of if your dog happened to be involved in something like bit somebody and they were not on the up and up with their rabies shots, then they Mm -hmm. would make you pay like six weeks of quarantine or something crazy like that or put your dog down. Yep. Even though they had show no signs of rabies. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the other thing is that um, you can't, you know, take your dog to um, a kennel or, you know, a a holiday place where you go on holidays and your dog gets, you can't take that unless they're all up to date with their shots. Exactly. It's just like, it was just like a child going to school, isn't it? It's the same thing. So you bring your card and keep it all up to date, you know. Comply, yes. comply, comply. Yes. And I looked into it about cats too <laughs> because uh, um, because of, you know, of my cats. And there are even shots that they give them at the very beginning. And this may be rabies, um, but whatever it is, it is known and associated with causing cancer in the part of the cat that they were injected in. So for example, they, um, in this particular one, I wish I could recall, I think it may be rabies, but they would do it in the tail. So if they had to amputate, they could just cut something off that what wouldn't totally disfigure the cat. But, um, anyway, so in case there's anybody out there who just got a new kitten drizzle, Mm -hmm. uh, isn't Kent. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, keep that in mind. And uh, if I had to guess for sure that um, Drizzle would be questioning the the shot agenda. <laughs> I reckon he's uh, probably all over it. Yeah, for Briar Rose there. So anyway, yes. it's an interesting, so, interesting story. I'll be curious about the follow-up on that, Stella. The other thing I just want to notice, well, uh, say while we're on that subject, um, I remember that the flea stuff, I don't know if you guys have the same stuff over there, but over here, in the last, I don't know, probably 10 years, there was a flea treatment that came out that you just put about three or four drops on the back of their neck and it lasts, it covers them yeah. for two months. Now, let's think about that. <laughs> Normally, you'd have to give a pill, you know, the annoying, try to get the pill down the throat of a dog or a cat, which is annoying, but, you know, it's convenience. Yeah. Um, so if something lasts two months, that must be a reasonable amount of poison going through their system, through their blood. I I could never do that because I just, to me, common sense was just saying, it just said, no, don't go anywhere near that. So I never did. But fortunately my dog was not a flea dog, never had a flea in her life. So, um, yeah, uh, maybe just keep them healthy. They might not get fleas. I don't know. Keep it, keep your lawn mode, (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah. Spray your yard with chemicals instead of your pet. Well, uh, with my dogs, they haven't really had issues with fleas, but um, they do get the, I think it might be interceptor or something like that. So it's like a chew that's supposed to help in that regard. Mm -hmm. And especially one of ours, because he had heartworm uh, before, which I guess that's not really, so it's heartworm and flea and tick. And she told me, now who knows, and I haven't done the deep dive on this, but the vet said... Even if your dog ate this entire pack, it would be safe. Like it's a, it's the safest flea and tick treatment out there, as opposed to what you were saying with the, the, the poison oil that gets put on like between the shoulder blades or the collar. Let me guess the main ingredient of that is 
ivermectin. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just remembered something. When I when I put some oh, that's right. It was one you know those collars that you can buy that are supposedly flea collars. They, like they've got chemicals in the collar. My vet recommended that we get one of those. It was like, oh, really? Because we did live near the bush and it was like, it was about ticks and stuff actually. So I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, it was sort of like balanced up because she had had a couple of ticks and it was, it's quite scary. Uh, so I thought, oh, okay, I'll try one of those. Just probably, you know, I was pretty ignorant back then really. And put it on, it was within a couple of hours, she started like, it was obviously she was allergic to something in it because her, like, it was almost like foaming at the mouth basically yeah it was like, whoa I'm some kind of reaction yep. yeah so um don't i don't recommend those things either i mean they're poison they are toxic poisons diatomaceous earth works pretty well yes oh and i was gonna say that um so on this topic mercola has a so i think most of our listeners are probably pretty familiar with dr mercola and his natural health approach or trying to be healthier outside of the medical system. Well, he also has a sister foundation run by Dr. Karen Becker called Bark and Whiskers. It was Mercola Pets, but now it has been rebranded to Bark and Whiskers. And there's a lot of information on there about the uh, pet vaccination, the vaccine schedule, what you should try to do if you have to do it. Um, so just a heads up in that regard. Yeah, great. So you can sort of prepare them for the the situation a little bit. Yes, prepare and try body. to like at least space it out, um, mm. make sure, you know, and I think they even give some supplements and uh, a treatment with the understanding that, yes, this is over vaccinating, but with the, the, the law being the way that it is, it makes it a little more difficult for pet owners if they do mm. want to, if they have to board them, if they have to be seen by vets because some vets won't see them unless they're on the up and up with that yeah. uh tim yeah. noresco i'm not sure about that one didn't they pull noresco off the market because it was killing dogs i'm not sure what um that is it must be what uh, did you say that you were using interceptor you said oh interceptor. that's right yeah i think that might have yeah. been what i had decided on in the end yeah that like a doggy sort of meaty chew thing yeah and they don't mind it yeah yeah <laughs> didn't mind it did you try one i did not but you know if i got no. angry enough tcr uh, oh. <laughs> no you did try one of the dog shoes <laughs> no i didn't oh and shout out too because jen was saying that um his dog archie does not have shots is that your dog or is that your um nice. well he has yeah. a dog and a cat so i'm not sure yeah. So I just want to end this uh, story with saying, remember, everyone, convenience kills. Unless it's really ah. convenient. <laughs> and then it's kills. worth it. <laughs> Not a fan. Conven <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So thank you for that, Stella. Um, remember, we did a story a while back about a guy up in Kentucky, I think it was, and he discovered a whole pile of old gold coins in his backyard? Yes. Yes. All right. So I've got a somewhat similar story coming out of Japan. Uh, there was a construction project that were under underway that accidentally stumbled upon a cache of 100,000 ancient coins that were all stacked up in a big pile. They were in strings of uh, 100 coins strung together with rope. Uh, they've examined 334 coins thus far. The oldest they found is a bronze Bon Lang minted in China some 2,000 years ago. The most recent one they've looked at is dated to 1256. Wow. Where did they find these out again, Kiel? This was out of Maebashi, Japan. Oh. So I assume Amazing. that these coins had a hole in the middle of them, did they? So that's how yeah, they're all, the rope. They're all round with a hole in it, mm -hmm. and there's a rope strung, and they're in these big strands of 100 coins apiece, and they say there's a wow. 100,000 of them in this pit they, they dug. Wow, 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 wow. That's amazing. Mm. So who knows? I who has the rights to them then. Probably yeah, the Museum I'm, of Japan, I suppose. Yeah, it would be the 
Japanese government, I would assume. That's a fairly good assumption. I was going to mm -hmm. say the English government. Well, <laughs> They're stealing everybody's shit. Well, maybe. <laughs> Vatican. I don't know if they can lay claim to ancient Japanese coins, though. That, that would I would probably by just default go to the uh, like the symbolic emperor, whoever's part of the royalty there anymore. Gene, maybe think. maybe Gene can tell us this. Did uh, did ancient Japanese coins have holes, or are they ancient Chinese coins? Because I'm wondering if they might have been not Japanese, perhaps during a sort of a battle or something. No, yeah, it could be. The the one that it mentioned is from China. It's two thousand years old. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So they weren't actually Japanese coins. Well, that yeah, one that, perhaps that they could have been um, stolen. Oh or yeah, something. well, you know, during an invasion or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah. So I think they used to fight each other fairly often, <laughs> didn't they? Oh yeah, Japan and China have been at each China, other's yeah. throats for yeah. millennia. Let's see if I can find a, a more detailed thing about this. Two thousand years old. Uh, Samurais always make a big fuss about fighting, and the ninja, ninjas just get on with it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if there ever were actually ninjas, I've read articles that suggest oh, that there there aren't there weren't any actual real evidence that ninjas existed in the way that we think they did. Tell Masaki Hatsumi that. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it was interesting, actually, because the samurais used to really um, take, you know, such great care of their swords and everything, whereas a ninja would quite happily just lean it up against a tree and use it to get up on a branch or something, you know, like a tool. Yeah. So Jen says that, uh, yes, the Chinese coins would have the uh the holes in the center the japanese did too but the chinese began doing it earlier right yeah that's what i thought actually yeah. thank you jen thanks jen so handy anyway. having jen around isn't it <laughs> so it pays to dig around in your backyard because you never know definitely. what you're gonna find definitely i can only get about five inches <laughs> the rest <laughs> is like concrete yeah also, what is is it stones uh what is it? Or clay, right? You've got a lot yeah. of orange clay. Yeah. Really? That's what we have in North Carolina. Yeah, it's very similar. And in Georgia. Mm. Um, I was listening to uh, one one of the uh, one of Monica's shows. That's right, gentleman skeptic. You are correct. The ideas that gingers. I'm sorry, Kevs. The idea that gingers wearing all black is from Japanese no plays where they'd have to appear out of nowhere. That's right, and also disappear back into nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Keels. Yeah, no, I was just saying, um, I was listening to one of Monica's shows today, and I'm, of course, like three weeks behind on things. Uh, but they were talking about, she was interviewing a guy about the history of currency in the world and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, they were talking about um, pre, um, before you were, the FDR ordered everybody to turn in their gold mm -hmm. for dollars. And Monica was wondering whether or not you could get in trouble if you, you know, if she if she found a box in her closet that had her dad's old gold coins that he was supposed to turn in but never did. And mm -hmm. could she get in trouble if she tried to sell them or something? Because back, back in the day, there was, you know, huge fines. And oh, I see what you're saying. Right. In time for not doing that. And, uh. I, I read an article years ago about a couple that, not a couple, but uh, people who was, who were, they were rummaging through their, their grandfather's or great-grandfather's stuff, and they found a bunch of gold coins that had been stolen. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't know if it was their grandfather, whoever, that stole the coins, but they were like uncirculated federal-issue gold coins. And so they said, oh, wow, awesome, we found these, we're rich. And they went to go sell them at auction and, you know, the government caught wind of it and they said, nope, you have to return those to us. Uh, and so they lost them all. Mongols. Okay. So note to self, if you find old coins during that time, then have them melted down. Yeah. 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 STFU. Or, yeah. Or <laughs> figure out what they are first because they, they may not be illegal, legally obtained coins. Yeah. But you got to make sure you know what you're 
you're trying to offload. Then, yeah. then what you can do is go to a railroad track and just tape them down one at a time <laughs> and get, get them flattened out. You know, I've yeah, done so, that. so instead of getting done for stolen coins, you're also getting done for rail derailment, train yeah. derailment. <laughs> I've awesome. I've done that before with pennies, you know. Put pennies yeah. on the on the oh, yeah. and Every those amazing. things they get vaporized. I know it's incredible. Times. It's just just gone. It's incredible. So I I did want to uh, just go back really quickly. Um, Jen said there were ninjas kill. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> he uh, is one. Excuse me. Yes. So <laughs> and I, used I know that. I know he's one now. I'm just saying maybe. I've I've read that maybe the historic idea of the ninja that we have in our heads now was not really ever true. Hmm. Maybe we can talk about that on an episode sometime. And I will also say that speaking of asking if things are true or not true, I have been wondering if the story that we were told about Harriet Tubman is actually true. Because so much of almost everything else that we have been told is a lie. I hope it's true. Okay, I just want to get that out there. I'm not a hater. I have no but... idea who Harriet Tubman is, but is oh. that a quick explanation? Or... <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, we were talking about it, I think, on the WTF forum, that she was a slave that escaped oh, to freedom. Right. Yes. And okay. then she founded, or at least was working what is referred to now as the Underground Railroad, and she would return yep. and save uh, slaves that wanted to be saved. Mm -hmm. That's about 40 slaves she saved, apparently, if I remember. That was what, we were talking what about. that was my recollection. Okay. I will also just say, as you know, I told you my brain's fried, so don't hold me to <laughs> all right. We won't. Yeah. Just, take that back. You're, <laughs> you're kidding. Okay, so Jen thinks that she may be fictional as well. Well, I I had that vibe. <laughs> Because, right, we talked about in the war propaganda, we had the ghost of Kiev. We've had, mm -hmm. like, the these all-female squadron of Israeli, Israeli soldiers. And I was like, <laughs> what if what if it's the same thing? Uh -huh. What if it's the same yeah. thing? I hope well, it's not. The narrative. But we are now, watching fiction unfold in yeah. front of us. You know, we're watching this yeah. happen. And it's amazing. It's, it is. It's truly it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they are for creating sure. history. They're, they're shaping history the, exactly the way they want the future to look back on us. And, you know, the <laughs> thing is, we can't really know for sure if it, if this stuff right. is real or not. We know the, we know the, the ghost of Kiev was not real, but yeah. maybe maybe there was an incident where there was a pilot running around and and, and then just grew out of proportion. And then the, the propagandists like and yeah. the... And the in uh, the Ukrainian government said, "Oh, oh, oh, let's let's do something with this, you know." Or who knows how these things start? Or maybe it was just completely made up out of nothing. I think but, it's the old playbook because they are very well aware that every now and then the people need a hero. Yeah. So Drizzle also chimed in, and he said that he would not be surprised to find out that Harriet Tubman is propaganda. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm curious about that. Fifty percent so, chance, really, isn't it? Could, when when did we start? When did she start hitting the newspapers? Because if it didn't happen until well after the, the Civil War ended, yeah, that's a good she, question. She may be real, but if it was going on right when, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation was laid down, then that could just have been propaganda to try to drum up support for the war after yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So Gentleman Skeptic said Tubman also threatened to shoot runaway slaves that were having second thoughts, allegedly. So here's the thing that I think that this whole uh, topic is very interesting. I know it's a little off topic for us. However, it, it's relevant because we talk about, you know, history on this show and obviously it affects where we're at today. So I actually saw a couple of mind blowing things in the last week. And they came from Owen Benjamin. So one of, oh, I told Stella about this already, I think. But basically he was saying, what if all the genocide stuff that we've heard about is just more fear propaganda for us to have that hanging over our heads, right? Like not that people haven't been hurt, obviously, but these huge numbers. What if that isn't true? And he even said that a certain very hot topic that happened before World you know, during World War II, that that was not in the encyclopedia. I, I think it was either the 1968 encyclopedia or something. Yes. 
So there's some real questions um, about this stuff. Was it in the 1967 encyclopedia? Okay, you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, so I'm just going to look for, while we continue, I'm going to look for a video that I came across recently, which had a really interesting, it was a guy who had some really old newspapers. I think it started around about 1918. And he was showing us very clearly, it was the New York Times, and he'd show us very clearly the dates. It was about, it was about six newspapers, mm-hmm. um, the dates and all these different articles. And they were all talking about six million of those people um, were, you know, in trouble and sort of asking for money and that, to help save them and all this sort of thing. And it, it just went on and on and on. This was all before World War Two. This article after article, six million, six million, six million, six million, mm. <laughs> all through the years, right up between, I think it was 1915 or 1918, right up to 1938, I think it was, which was before, the year before Hitler went to power. So it was just, it's sort of like an old playbook, that number. Anyway, I'll find it. It's really worth yeah. looking at. It's very, it's quite quick. So, it's a couple okay, minutes. good. And while uh, while you're checking that out, also, um, gentleman skeptic Sir Tim said Coco the gorilla apparently didn't know sign language. She would only make the signs after the doctor that was trying to teach her sign language would make them. See, <laughs> we have been so lied to. And he also said, wow. look at. Paul Revere, most people think he made the whole ride warning of the British invasion. And meanwhile, me sitting here not knowing myself, I'm like, he did it? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it! It's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I I think, you know, I think these kind of mythological stories are generally based on some aspect of reality. I think there, there was probably a guy named Paul Revere that Maybe he led some effort to warn people, but, you know, of course, the story of him riding on his own, running through the town with a bell in his hand or whatever the story is, and the British are coming. I'm sure that's not true, but just like any, 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 any legendary story, it's blown out of proportion and stuff. But Mm. I think, I think people existed, you know, and yeah. Um, Okay. So, and and I, and I, I like, you know, story cool stories like that are fun to believe in whether you really know they're true or not you know well that's fair i don't mind knowing the story like but i want to know the truth i don't want to have my foundation foundational thinking be based on like well and especially if we're getting into genocide stuff that's significant i mean that that factors into the human psyche and we know that they want us afraid right and that being in fear as people it physically has an effect on you it makes you more subservient it makes you more likely to believe that seven i'm amazed honestly that the number of people that died during covid wasn't six million it they had to make it seven million (laughs) and they literally will tell you it was seven million people that died from covid So there's a theme here. There's something really uh, interesting. All right. So what I wanted to say was that um, (laughs) Jen is agreeing with Owen. Drizzle said the further you get from any historical event or the period, the less reliable that history becomes for sure. Uh, Jen thinks that that was very sage-like. And then Drizzle said that Paul Revere was an op. And Jen said, weaponized empathy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, totally. Sorry. I just, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sal. I just put that link in the wrong place. I put it into the YouTube. So oh. but, uh, I'll just put it in the private chat. Okay. It, so, yeah. Perfect. I'll grab it. And then he's, so Gentleman Skeptic said, there were relays. Revere only wrote a portion of it. Longfellow made him famous. Well, interestingly enough, there was also a similar kind of precedent in this case. So why is Paul Revere the only guy that got uh, famous for it? Well, we also know that there was somebody that came before Rosa Parks. She was a 15-year-old girl who mm-hmm. who did the, the protest, right? But Rosa Parks was the one that got famous for it. Why? Yeah, good question. Yeah, I think she, I think Rosa maybe, Parks was There's lots of she whys was, about lots of things. Maybe she was more photogenic. I think yeah, she maybe. Was... Or she she knew that she had a connection at the newspaper, and the guy was like, "Oh, I know her." 
did they pay her off? Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Could be anything. I suppose I could share my uh, screen, could I? Oh, yeah, sure. I do have it you queued up if you, if you want oh, me okay. to. But, yeah, um, okay. Close, All right. Close those other windows, though, first before you do that. This is a, this is a family show, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks for uh, the warning. So, Gentleman Skeptic said, four men and a woman made the ride. Paul Revere, Samuel Prescott, Israel Bissell. I'm sure that's of the, the Bissell vacuum dynasty, right? Uh, William Dawes and Sybil Luddington. Thank you for that. Hmm. Okay. So now I'm going Good to, have to Tim on board too, isn't it? Yeah. This Always is uh awesome. I'm glad for these folks in the chat. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. I love the interaction. I think it's so good. Thanks, guys. I do too. I really appreciate everyone um chatting with us. It's it's great. It's like having more um, you know, more of a team even. Okay. So now... we probably shouldn't show the first bit, maybe. Ooh. But uh, twelve forty three. Let's go from twelve forty three. Twelve forty three. Okay. Worth a watch. How are we going for oh, time? Look at that. Yeah. Oh, hello. John Paul the... <laughs> yeah, the Jesuit. Oh, there we go. That freaking Ooh, guy. All right. Okay. We should just, be around. Yeah. Just, um, hey, I believe in rolling the dice. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, as uh, we're shining a light on these dirty bastards. Three men don't ask for permission. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Let me know if you can hear it. Hopefully Beautiful. you can. Cool. Nope. Seems like it's buffering. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, buffering. Yeah. But wow. John, pope John Paul II, he'll always be the Pope to me. The good thing is that this guy um reads out the articles and everything, so our audio listeners will um will be fine. Nice. Oh uh, let's see. Would you like me to do it from my computer perhaps? Maybe because it's it seems Maybe like it's giving me tabs. a little Yeah. All the dead horses. <laughs> We need a we need a okay. sign up that says technical difficulties and then pops back down when it's going. So, uh, gentlemen, skeptic said that Claudette Calvin was the original for Rosa Parks. Thank you for that. I did not know her name. He said the civil rights movement didn't use uh, Calvin because she didn't focus test well. Huh. She was a pregnant teenager, if I recall. So the replicates. So the replicates the incident with Park. They replicated the incident with Parks, who was friends with MLK. Ah, I called it. I called it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know any um, of that. Yes. Okay. I, I really hope that I can uh, share the audio because I'm not 100 percent sure. And while you're bringing that up too, uh, from Rumble, Drizzle said because Rosa Parks was chosen to play that role, so that goes with that. Uh, Jen said Rosa trained with communists prior to, and she was an Eastern star. And he said oh. he thinks he learned that from Drizzle. So <laughs> that's wow. <pretty> cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let me bring this up. Tell me if you can't hear it. There won't be any audio. Oh, yes, there is. Can you hear it? Nope. And uh, mine, for yeah. whatever reason, is still not cooperating. All right. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know why we can't hear it from. Well, let's uh, let's move on to your story, hey. Ashley. Okay, so my story. I know well, you're actually, seething. Just before we do, I'll put that um, in the show notes so that if anyone is interested, they can look, yeah, go there and look at yeah. themselves. Okay. That's a go. That's a whole. Honestly, maybe we should do that as a whole live episode so we can have some interaction when we do it. Um, that might be. That's a fantastic discussion that I. That's worth. Uh, diving mm. into. Mm, I think so. so uh, I do have a video that I want to share, and let's hope that the sound will work here. Britain, the arrest. Sorry. In some parts of Britain, the arrest rate for offensive speech has risen by 900%. The Times reported that British police are arresting up to nine people a day. Law enforcement is encouraging people to report non-crime incidents. And here I was thinking that New York had a rat problem. Which is why, on my <laughs> tour, I will be attempting the death-defying stunt of performing the most offensive set list of all time. I will be doing all of this while smoking cigarettes on stage, wearing a leather jacket with a patch on it that says offend, and asking the audience if it was too soon after every single bit. I will start this set by yelling the N-word for 10 minutes. I will then proceed to draw the Prophet Muhammad for eight straight hours. Abortion. 10 minutes for 
10 minutes to events. After that, I will take a devil's advocate position on Cosby, school shootings, and police brutality. I will then proceed to deport three immigrants. Time frame of that bit depends on the helicopter. I will attempt to list off the number of genders using only my thumb. I will then wheel a handicapped man down the stairs, deny COVID existed in its entirety, rank races best to worst, and for my finale, I will be bringing four dogs on stage that I have taught a special trick. And if the cops are listening, you can try to stop me, you British fucks. <laughs> Love that guy. Nice. Yeah, so I think that that's pretty relevant in today's day and time, and I'm going to tell you why. I have a couple of stories that actually they are um, they're not twins, but they are sisters. Okay, so first of all, Nikki Haley. We've talked a little bit about Nikki Haley. She has been on my shit list because she has recently risen to prominence by trying to get us all into World War III. She's dying for you and your kids to go die in World War III. She's a war pig, okay? And she's been um, posting war propaganda all over Twitter, ex-Twitter. So I have been memeing her. If her stuff comes up, then I will share a Nikki Haley war pig meme or uh, <laughs> some other meme that I have made. Uh, about Nikki Haley just dying to get you into World War III and sending you and your kids to die. So uh, <clears throat> the article is that Nikki Haley calls anonymous social media posts, quote, national security threat, end quote, will force, quote, every person, end quote, to be, quote, verified by their name. Okay, so she is absolutely pushing the World Economic Forum narrative. So if anybody out there, and I don't think anybody that's been chatting with us has any doubts, but if anybody out there thought that Nikki Haley was your friend because she's Republican, because she's conservative, you're wrong. These people all work for the same people. Nikki Haley is basically Jordan Peterson going after, quote, anonymous troll demons, okay? So this is a very troubling, I mean, it's funny because it's predictable, right? And it's very funny because I am under an anonymous account for at Union Unknowns, and I have been trolling her every chance I get. Um, and I was wondering if people like this ever read their, <laughs> if they ever read their responses that they get from people that are calling them war pigs and um, propagandists and puppets for the military industrial complex and all that stuff. So, oh, go ahead. Uh, oh, you can hear my breath. Um, I'm going to guess, <laughs> I'm going to guess that uh, she probably has a team of people doing this. I don't think these people ever do their own tweeting because, you know, they're, they're very important people and they have their people, you know, people have people. So uh, it's like marketing. Oh, hello. Is that you, Kill? <laughs> War pigs. <laughs> nice. Probably 10 bars won't get us in trouble. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, look, in the interest of national security, too, that's hilarious because, like, war isn't. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, Hypocrite. <laughs> over on uh, Rumble. Drizzle said, Ryan Long for the win. Agree, 100%. <laughs> Jen said, for real, for real. No Yamaka, deport her now. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gentleman Another Skeptic one. said, Nikki Haley wants people to use their real names. Her name is <laughs> Nemar uh, Nemarada. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's well, a great point. Okay. Was that like a maiden name? No, her, she that's her she's first Indian. Name. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you so go. Her, so her name is like yeah, yeah. What she's using is basically like her stage name, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree, Jen. Stage you name. said deport all war pigs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put them all in the same place, and if they like their war so much, we can help out. Yeah, you should be on the front <laughs> line. A couple bitch. of things here and there. Yeah. Let yeah. me see if I can play. This this video sorry oh, so it's dear, a quick dear. one it's a 37 minute uh clip of her i'm gonna share this for y'all to hear a 37 minute clip yeah that's it's <laughs> kind of long it's 37 <laughs> seconds oh okay okay 
It's Let's about 36 here. seconds too long. It is, especially hearing from this bitch. Sorry. Right, oh, and I feel kind of bad because I know uh, Angry Tiger is not a big fan of cussing and podcasts. I'm trying to reduce it, but these people make me mad. <laughs> I, I get don't blame you. The first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say Accountability. and they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. What about okay. the CIA bots? Yeah, Come I was on. just going to say, what about the American ones? Yeah. And I will say <laughs> that. I stand by everything that I have said to you, you war pig bitch, and I'll say it to your fucking face. <laughs> yeah, well, so, some people yeah. deserve it. If we're going to curse let's, anyone, uh, let's curse them. Yeah. Let's register everyone who votes, too. Like, let's put their <laughs> name up on every vote. No, 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 no. How about that? that? We can do that. No, that violates, uh, it's dangerous for our democracy. <laughs> oh, is it? Register for <laughs> voting, did you say? No, like she's saying everybody has to be uh, verified oh, okay, it's on okay. social media. Well, let's just put everybody's, make sure we, we'll broadcast everybody's name and how they voted too. We'll just, uh, we'll yeah. do that. That's the same thing she's saying. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, uh, True. Drizzle can't, said, can't. if Nick, Nikki Haley believes what she says, then she's as crazy as she looks. And I agree with that. <laughs> she's just reading a script, I think. Yeah, she she is. Of course, they all are owned by the same people. Yep. Uh, so in this same vein, a lot of y'all probably already saw this, but Governor Kathy Hochul says New York now conducting special special media surveillance efforts to monitor hate. In response, a similar thing in Australia too. So yeah, yes, it's all just yeah. going through. Exactly. And that's the other thing. If people think that this is all by coincidence, oh, why is it all happening all at the same time? Almost like lockstep. Isn't yes. that weird? I was just yeah. going to say, let's say it together. One, two, three. Lockstep. lockstep. Okay. Lock. So in, that was in a response... bit out of step, but whatever. <laughs> we need to work on that. <laughs> hey, we're doing it live like Bill O'Reilly. Damn it. Okay. That was very off the cuff too, so. Yeah. We'll get it. In response to escalating incidents of harassment, particularly against Jewish and Muslim communities, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul is is today intensifying the state's counterterrorism measures and is boosting the controversial practice of surveillance social media platforms and therefore the speech of New Yorkers and other American citizens. So let's just break this down because this tells you right here that world war three and what's happening in the middle east is serving it's 9 11 2.0 patriot act 2.0 it's circling back we knew that it would but uh the whole even the the ter the phrasing counter terrorism measures are we watching <laughs> jack bauer on 24 that's what it sounds like and then um it's just, it's very concerning. So then it says, this measure follows ongoing tension in Israel and Gaza. You mean Israel and Gaza were done to cause the ongoing tensions and the laws that you're trying to put in right now? Hoshul revealed plans for enhancing F the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force personnel and assigning an extra $2.5 million to the state police. <sighs> you know, I probably would, you know, I would be against it anyway, but... I, I'd probably be okay if it was just that, well, if that's what New York wants to do, then go fuck New York, you know? But yeah. the problem is there's so many people in New York, they affect the entire goddamn state and therefore the entire goddamn country. And yeah. And these people, it's just I, a harbinger of, of what's to come. When you start seeing yeah. it in the traditionally more communist uh, lockdown states like New York and California, well, you know, the bell is tolling for thee also. Um, so yeah, and um, they're actually bringing, they're hiding, you know, how they hide behind things to bring things in, like it's for your public health, it's for it's, safety and security, it's for it's the to kids, protect children, children, it's protect animals, it's protect the volatiles, <laughs> protect the old, 
protect the disabled. They hide behind, they're bloody cowards. This is what they do. And um, just recently, I, I think I may have spoken about this before. I'll just quickly run over it. Um, I wanted to get into my term deposits, etc., And there was a, a, a bunch of questions I had to answer before I yes. had access. Yeah. So that was also under the um, guise of um, anti-laundering, anti-corruption. So that's uh, right. 2004, I think it was. So yeah, they just, they, whatever they do, just bring something out to cover it and to enable them to do whatever. It, I mean, I'm speaking the obvious here, but it's just when you see it and you can sort of name it, it's like anti-corruption, anti this, anti that. It's like, no, How it's pretty anti-person actually. That's it. Yes. Anti-people. So, um, Jen said, I called it when the war started. Uh, see, they said both. Yes, because they don't, they're saying like, the anti-Muslim and the anti, uh, anti the the biggie anti-Semitism. He said mm. we can't even dislike anyone. <laughs> exactly, like <laughs> we have to love everyone. How how counter to what they're doing too, isn't it? <laughs> Trying to kill love and all that. But... Uh, I know it's insanity. Hypocrites. But for some reason, it's been making me laugh. Especially, I think the part that's been making me laugh the most is because I really went after Nikki Haley quite a bit and not long after that uh, and I wasn't the only one for sure but it just wasn't long after that that she's saying that everybody should have to be verified so I thought that was funny and that comes on my blocking by Jordan or um, <laughs> Jordan B. Peterson well done because I was calling him out um, as well because they're they're both saying the same thing they're acting like they're conservative see Jordan Peterson conservative arc Nikki Haley, conservative, and yet why are they asking for the same things that the, the World Economic Forum is asking for? <laughs> Gee, I wonder. It's like we're forming this digital army, because it's it's basically all we've got, really, is just come, come at them on the platforms, which is why they're trying to shut us down, because obviously we're threatening them. That's it. Yeah. They, they, they and couldn't they don't want stuff about us. I think we've fairly well established that now. Yeah. And they don't want other people seeing the memes and the things that the things that make sense, that point out the hypocrisy, that point out the fact that they're mm. exactly they don't want that at all. Yep. Because Me more veteran they... right here, baby. <laughs> that means <laughs> their house of cards <laughs> will come falling down. It's pretty fragile. It yeah. is fragile. Yes. Yes, it is. And that's kind of a white pill. Yeah, I was about to say, hopefully we'll get to watch it collapse. Clear pill, no. white pill, whatever you prefer to call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Clear pills aren't always black. No. <laughs> right. All right. Oh, wait, before we go, I wanted to, uh, so Gentleman Skeptic said, Palestinians are Arabs who are Semitic. So who, really, who's being anti-Semitic here? Yes, 100%. Hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. 100%. Mm. And uh, this is something that uh, really graceful talks about as well. She's like, honestly, it's just so so stupid um, mm. about the the anti-Semitism because it was, um, you know, there's there's more people under that umbrella than just Jewish people that are well, in the as, Middle East. As we've pointed out in the past, that the ADL was created to basically cover a crime um, and yeah. to use as a tool so that they can do whatever they want and not get criticised. Yeah, that's true. It's not really for the good of the people. Yeah, but Jen said, we said that now. <laughs> Jen said that memes are magic, white magic against the archons. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes. So, and to piggyback on what Stella was saying, we are here for the good of the people, the union of the unknowns, and bringing you not your mama's news. Yes, and uh, that's exactly why we're here. With that, I think we should wrap this up. Okay. I would like to thank Ashley, Think Change Repeat, and thank you, Stella Q, and the uh, pussycat I can see crawling around back there. Thank, <laughs> that's that Tommy. That's Tommy Maybe. Kitten. That's Tommy Kitten. <laughs> All right. Thank Put you. it at alert. Uh, so, Ashley, oh, well, where can ahead, we be on. found at all? Can we be found anywhere? Like maybe a website or you're going to sort of tell everyone where we can be found? Yes, Stella. I'm glad that you asked. You can find us at our website, unionoftheunknowns.com. That's our Linktree page. And I can be found representing the Union of the Unknowns Twitter account. Get that cut, cut out of here. <laughs> over <laughs> at Union Unknowns on Twitter. It's the evil eye. <laughs> uh, 
So also, um, I will be on live with Brad at uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, I believe it is. So Tonight. Which will probably okay. be more like 11. <laughs> All right. Time. So that's but, if it's um, 10.30, then that's a little under two hours from now. So heads up on that, peeps. Yeah. Yes. So that's a propaganda and, report. You know, we do have other things. We have subscriber feed. If you like seeing us cutting it up, we have a newsletter. We have other stuff so check us out on all the on union of the unknowns.com that she was talking about the link tree the link tree yes. you can find all these different tree of links. ways of, of getting in touch with us and poking at us and doing things so <laughs> anyway thank you everybody uh we had a great show thank you everybody who joined us yeah thanks chat. heaps guys it's awesome yeah. to have you here and uh love your guts we are union of the unknowns and we are out Oh, yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> we will be out in... So while we're doing that, I'm going to say uh, Drizzle said that World War Three hasn't started yet. Alexa said it starts on the 23rd. And then Gentleman Skeptic said Meme Foo. And he said that Tommy Kitten is starting an only pause. <laughs> <laughs> Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.